Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Mobile crisis response teams are now in place throughout San Diego County. That means for nonviolent mental health emergencies, a specialized team of unarmed professionals can respond rather than police. Callers can reach the team by calling a hotline or by calling 911 in Chula Vista and National City. Reporters Lindsay Winkley and Tammy Morga took a look into how it works. So give me a little background here. How did the crisis response teams come about? Yeah, so for the last several years, the county has been pushing a number of mental health initiatives uh, to fix what most people acknowledge as a broken system. Uh, Many officials and police leaders and community activists recognize that the system that we had in place Uh, was really built to address crisis, but not in a long-term solution-oriented way. So when people would have mental crises, they would end up in this cyclical uh, situation where they would be going into emergency rooms or jails uh, over and over and over again, but never really getting the support that they needed to truly transform their situation. So the mobile crisis response teams is just one of sort of several of these initiatives designed to really change the way the county cares for people in mental crisis. And Tammy, you took a ride along with the mobile crisis response team. Tell me a little more about how it works. Yeah, definitely. So the teams, really, there's 16 teams that operate countywide now, um, and they're made up of behavioral health clinicians, there's case managers and uh, peer support specialists. And so uh, the way that kind of works is a call comes in through the access line, or if people live in Chula Vista or National City, they can also come in through 911. And uh, a clinician takes the phone call and they try to, you know, assess the person via phone. If it's handled through the phone, then that's kind of the end of that. But if there is um, a need for a team to get out, uh, whether, you know, wherever that person may be, they'll respond. So I did have a chance to join them in a call. It was a, a person who was experiencing a panic attack. So, you know, they get into their vehicles, um, they're wearing, you know, purple polo shirts or jackets, there's no badges, there's no guns per se, really. Um, and it's a very calm situation. They're equipped with pretty much anything you can think of from, you know, shoes to shirts, there's uh, um, even teddy bears and snacks. And so they come in these vehicles and they, um, you know, if there is a need to transport a person to a um uh, a crisis stabilization unit, they will do so. If not, they can handle the situation where that person is and they'll meet up with them after 30 days um, to connect them with services. So it's been a really helpful. I think out of all the calls that they've had, about 20% um, have been uh, have resulted in uh, transportation to CSUs. Yeah, I think another really interesting statistic sort of on that calls that have happened front is that only less than 5% of these calls have required any assistance from the police. Uh, Sort of another reason why these teams have come about is because there has been sort of long running criticism surrounding the idea that police officers should respond to people in mental crisis. Mm -hmm. Obviously, police officers have received a lot of mental health training 
uh, and certainly they receive more than they ever have, but they're still not mental health professionals. That is not really their job. That's not their area of expertise. And yet law enforcement agencies across San Diego County handle on average about 38,000 mental health calls a year. That's a lot of calls and mm-hmm. they are very time consuming. When police officers are in, you know, are communicating with somebody who has a mental crisis and that individual needs to be evaluated at some kind of crisis center. Granted, we do have crisis stabilization units, but if that's not something that is available, it can take hours for officers to sort of resolve these incidents. Um, And that is taking time away from officers that we want to do other things. This is what the departments are saying. Like we want them to be investigating crimes and preventing crimes and working with the community on projects. We don't necessarily want to lose officers for half a shift while they're sort of addressing a, you know, a person who's in mental crisis. And so I think a lot of, I think the department and the County uh, both see this as an improvement. Yeah, that is great news. And and the follow-up seems to be pretty, you know, exceptional, something that we haven't heard of before. Um, well, you know, I want to make clear that this these are not a replacement for psychiatric emergency response teams or PERT teams, uh, which have mental health professionals as well as police officers. But how are dispatchers deciding who to send? Just because, you know, in your story, the National City Police Chief said it's not always clear what kind of call responders are going on. So how are they deciding when a mental health crisis call comes in? Yeah, so that's, I think it is important to say that that is a really interesting question right now. So there are a couple of obvious situations in which MCRT uh, crews are not going to respond. They are not going to respond if a crime is being committed, right? That's very much law enforcement territory. They're not going to respond if there is a threat of violence. Um, And that doesn't necessarily just mean a threat to violence to other people. It could be an aggressive threat to violence to an individual who is feeling suicidal. Uh, So those two situations are very clearly not going to be situations that are handled by MCRT. That being said, everything else is a little bit more fluid. Obviously, situations can change. um, And even law enforcement agencies that partnered quickly with the county, that would include Chula Vista, and the National City Police Department sort of struggled to quantify how many mental health calls would be appropriate for MCRT. Um, and I think the idea is, is let's work together to find out, right? That's the, that's the big question is both law enforcement agencies and the county, I think, are really interested in this initiative. They really want to be able to offer this as a service to their community. And so I think the first couple of months, the first, really the first couple of years, are really going to be about feeling out that question. You know, how many of these calls and what are the right calls uh, to send over? And on that front, they sort of have this uh, a little team that meets uh, every now and again to sort of reflect on the calls that have been sent over to MCRT uh, to sort of uh, feel out whether or not those were good, you know, what could be done better. Um, And Tammy, I know that you have some things to say about sort of the communication between the two entities, right? I mean, it's pretty, they're pretty communicative with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you mentioned, they meet weekly and actually officials with the county's uh, public health uh, department said today that their, their, the, their plans are really to continue that conversation even, you know, years from now. Maybe they may not be as frequent, let's say, in the next five years because that criteria might be a little bit more clear as it is now. Right. This is kind of a trial and error. But I think that uh, they recognize that it is important to still continue that dialogue because, 
these are situations that are not, they're never going to be the same, right? In every case. So they establish that it is really important for them to continue that. And uh, the goal really is to integrate 911, uh, that access from, uh, you know, if someone wants to call the access line, they can do so, but they can also do the, do so through 911. As we mentioned before, right now, it's only via Chula Vista and National City, but the county is working to integrate that across all the departments, um, in the county, and they're saying hopefully by mid-March, uh, anyone can pick up the phone, call 911, and if they need MCRT, they can get connected. Will you talk a little bit more about outcomes? I know you both mentioned some statistics, but the team at this point, you know, they began in January 2021. They've responded to more than 500 calls. You know, how were the calls typically resolved? I So basically, there's, um, like you mentioned, the, the MCRT started... Um, in January 2021 20, uh, in the North Coastal area. So it's really Oceanside, Carlsbad. Um, so they'll have kind of, you know, higher volumes as of now they have. And then after that, they launched in South County. They went to Central, North Central, East. It's pretty much all available countywide now. Um, so most of those calls really went through the access line and majority of them uh, have resolved, were resolved on the field. Um, wherever MCRT met them, like I mentioned earlier, about 20% percent required uh, transports to these uh, crisis stabilization units. And county officials are really saying that, you know, MCRTs are really just one component, one piece, right, of, of resolving mental health, of trying to change that narrative. And so they're really happy with how, um, you know, most of them are being resolved in the field. And again, they're responding to calls that can be anything between uh, suicidal, substance abuse, um, and even something like a panic attacks, right? Like we mentioned earlier. And about 15% of those were individuals facing homelessness. So it's a little it's a variety of calls. But uh, as mentioned, just within their first year, uh, a lot of them are resolved on the field and they're follow through is really important. They have up to 30 days to check back uh, with their clients. And if they need additional resources, they can do so. What is a crisis stabilization center? Yeah, so that's another initiative, um, sort of addressing the mental health crisis is the idea that emergency rooms are not designed to address the specific challenges that people with mental health issues face. And so the county wanted to develop locations where individuals themselves who are struggling can come in and receive help, um, almost like an emergency room, but for this specific issue. And it's also a location that officers can interact with. So if they do find somebody who has mental health struggles, they can bring them to these crisis stabilization units so that they can get immediate care. One of the things that the county is working to do is again, try and uh, sort of buttress the support system that people who experience mental health struggles uh, need. Um, it's, you know, it's more than just going into these, uh, an emergency room and then getting discharged in 24 hours. And uh, this is really a system that is designed to uh, support you when you are in crisis. And then after that crisis is over so that you can better avoid crisis in the future. And county supervisors have said, I mean, you know, as you've said throughout this conversation, it's just the beginning. You know, it's been going on in some parts of the county barely a year. But how do they expect the program to grow, um, you know, and improve in the future? Yeah, so uh, 
as mentioned before, there's currently 16 teams are really hoping to increase that. And, you know, amid uh, shorting uh, staffing shortages, they're really hopeful that, you know, this particular department won't be affected. Um, and again, integrating 911 countywide. Um, also, I think um, who is responding to this is really important. Uh, Supervisor Nora Vargas has really stressed the importance of having bilingual uh, members, people that understand different types of cultures and uh, telecare, one of the agencies that is uh, working with the county and providing these services, they mentioned they have a software that has instant access to hundreds of languages. You know, if someone calls the access line and they need translation, that's they have that tool readily available for folks. So it's really just um, making access countywide and improving uh, communications really with, with who they are serving. Yeah, uh, I would add to the We've sort of touched on this in this conversation before, but the real vision here is to transform the way that we respond to mental health. The idea is to create enough services uh, so that we can move away from a crisis model. Um, And so what I mean by crisis model is that so often counties across the country and really across the world are funneling so much of their resources into this idea that we need to address and support individuals who are in crisis. And that is important, but the thought is, is well, if we can create additional resources to support these people uh, before and after a crisis, then it's going to make it much less likely that they're going to find themselves in crisis in the first place. And so this is really kind of the tip of the iceberg when we're talking about that transformation. But these are the pieces, these are the pieces that sort of need to move into place in order to have uh, you know, enough, uh, enough resources to provide that for our community. Tammy, Lindsay, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having us, Tammy. Thank you. You can reach the Mobile Crisis Response Team at 888-724-7240. That's 888-724-7240. Or by calling 911 in Chula Vista and National City. Thanks for listening.